Hey folks, welcome to Drunk Gossip, and welcome back to Politalk. We'll be leading off the episode with the political stories this week, as it was a fairly straightforward week for Washington, but a pretty wild one for the rest of the country. Ed's going to be coming at you with some exclusive news in particular right after this segment. So let's jump right into it so we can get to the good stuff. By a standard week in Washington, I mean that there was a lot of infighting and backbiting, but not a lot of actual progress on any substantive issues. Nancy Pelosi announced the formation of a select committee to investigate the January 6th insurrection. Any hopes of it being a relatively bipartisan inquiry, however, were quickly quashed when Senate Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy announced his intent to strip leadership and committee positions from any Republican who accepted a place on the commission. McCarthy's threat, if he's allowed to go through on it, stands a very good chance of torpedoing what most observers viewed as the best chance for a neutral inquiry, which is to say one based around the relatively bipartisan House Homeland Security Committee, which, as I mentioned the last time we touched on the subject, has traditionally been led by a group of issue-minded moderates from both parties. It's unclear if he'll go through with his threat, however, as it was immediately challenged. Pelosi indicated that she was going to offer a position to Liz Cheney, and Cheney immediately indicated that she would accept. At press time, McCarthy has not formally responded to this news. Former President Donald Trump, for his part, jumped back into the news this week, possibly hoping to generate enough press that the media doesn't focus on the rapidly progressing indictment of him and his family's organization. Trump's main focus in his rallies has been attempting to oust the members of the House and Senate who voted for his impeachment in the second trial. He has backed Mark Miller, a former, a former aide to his campaign, one with a string of arrests and convictions in Ohio, to replace Ohio State Representative Anthony Gonzalez. Gonzalez was viewed by many as a rising star within the party, and the national leadership has continued to back him despite Trump's endorsement of his opponent. On a national level, the Republican Party has directed a surprising amount of ire at local parties attempting to increase their power by carving up cities in the next round of redistricting. Mitch McConnell, in particular, has warned legislators from his home state of Kentucky not to break up the safe Democratic district that surrounds Louisville. Reports indicate that the Senate Majority Leader is worried that if local Republicans get too greedy carving up their districts, the maps they draw won't survive legal challenges, and they will end up losing safe seats to the inevitable court challenges that the Democrats mount much like what happened in North Carolina over the last few years. And that's all from me for now, folks. Next up, Ed will be taking the reins to discuss the latest developments in Britney Spears' conservatorship case, the one that's very recently gripped the nation. So don't miss that, and thanks for tuning into Politalk. Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live... (laughs) And as Will mentioned, we have a lot of news for you uh, in this episode. Uh, That's why it's called Headline News. (laughs) Or Headline Gossip, rather. You know what? Y'all know I have to have gossip in the title somewhere. Anyways. 
this has been a very troubling time for pop icon and my beloved Britney Spears. On June 23rd, she testified before the judge of, uh, in charge of her conservatorship, uh, indicating that she was being abused uh, by her father, uh, claiming that he would not let her take out her IUD, uh, among other atrocities. <clears throat> she begged the judge to end the conservatorship uh, without any further checks. Now, legally speaking, that was never going to happen uh, for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, uh, there was no actual petition for the judge to uh, dismiss it before her. Uh, Secondly, uh, according to our legal experts here, it would have been very difficult uh, for a judge, even if there were a petition to end the conservatorship before her, uh, to end it without having Brittany checked on, uh, given what happened back in 2007. Now, this is not something that's going to be held over her head all of her life, uh, but since it is what led to uh, the need for a conservator, our legal experts say that uh, in order for in order for it to be uh, dismissed... Brittany has to prove that she has all her faculties and is ready to move on and take charge of her life. Exactly one week after... Exactly one week after uh, Brittany's explosive testimony, uh, which has been making headline news every single day, the judge made headlines of her own by denying the petition to have Jamie Spears removed as Britney's conservator. So what happens next? Well, there's a few options here. Uh, Britney has mentioned that she doesn't fully trust her lawyer and would prefer to have him removed uh, as her counsel, which is completely within her rights. However, Her father has prevented her from firing this attorney, uh, so it would take the work of a judge to allow that. According to our legal experts, there's no judge uh, on on the bench right now that would deny Brittany the right to fire her attorney and hire someone else. Under normal circumstances, uh, this would be a little bit more difficult because... uh, the person is under conservatorship and uh, would generally need permission of someone else, of their conservator. Uh, and that's a, that is the case here, but most people under a conservatorship are not millionaires. In fact, um, most of them are people like you and I who... You know, maybe you're, you're, you're not very poor, but you're, you certainly can't afford a, an attorney making $1,000 an hour. Brittany can. And all, all of our sources have indicated that she has an attorney in mind, one who has dealt with conservatorships before, 
and has successfully petitioned to have uh, the conservatorship lifted. Which is what's scaring Jamie Spears right now. Because what is believed is going to happen, and the reason why he is so vehemently opposed to having the conservator removed, uh, is a forensic accountant is um, said to be in the wings waiting because Brittany wants to prove that her dad has been stealing from her. Uh, which is what led to the 2008 postponement of her uh, New Vegas residency. (coughs) At the time, it was reported that she was wanting uh, to spend more time with her father uh, because he was ill. However, we are hearing now exclusively that she was opposed to quite a few of the business ventures that he forced her into, including the lingerie. Uh, In fact, she had mentioned wanting to license her image and name to a company, which is par for the course with celebrities. uh, Elizabeth Taylor started it uh, when she licensed her image and name to, uh, I believe it's Estee Lauder for White Diamond. Uh, of course, she ended up owning a big chunk of that uh, line. And it has brought in more than a billion dollars in revenue. Uh, since uh, since Miss Taylor blazed the trail, celebrities have been doing this with all sorts of products, including... Uh, clothing lines, uh, uh, perfumes, which, of course, Brittany has her perfume line as well. Uh, 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 perfumes, clothes, uh, vodkas, uh, tequilas, uh, uh, wines, you know, you get the gist. Um, instead of going through and license, licensing her name... Mr. Spears went ahead and completely started a brand new company against Britney's will. (coughs) Which uh, has, of course, led to uh, even more of a strain on their relationship. So, (coughs) in order to curb her father from doing anything else with uh, with her name or anything else, Brittany has started mulling retirement. Now, she has already stated emphatically that she will not perform until her father is no longer her conservator. Now she's taking it one step further and saying she's going to retire altogether. She has a vast fortune. Uh, it has been valued anywhere between $60 million and $100 million. So it's not as if she needs to work. Uh, The record label is fully supporting her, even though she does have at least one more album on the contract that she currently, uh, uh, that she recently signed. Uh, They are willing to work with her in order to put together 
uh, an introspective of her songs and, and release it under the guise of understanding that there will be no promotion for this album uh, from either side. Now, if this is the case, uh, Glory could very well be the very last uh, Britney album that we ever get of new material. Unless, of course, she is able to successfully uh, petition the court to dismiss her conservatorship. It does not seem very likely, given the developments that happened within the past 24 hours here. Larry Rudolph, who has been with Britney since the beginning of her career, resigned as of July 5th, 2021. Uh, in an open letter to Jamie Spears and uh, the other conservator uh, law firm, he said that he had he has not heard from Brittany in almost two and a half years, and that uh, given recent statements about her mulling retirement, it does not seem that his services are needed any longer, and therefore he will not be drawing a salary from Britney. This is devastating to Britney fans. Uh, But it's also a testament to uh, the justice system here. Uh, All too often we say, you know, it benefits the rich, it it benefits white people, and it does. If you're a rich, white, straight male. Here we have a young woman who, yes, went through a hard time, as we all have. Um, Hers was just magnified uh, by the tabloids and and people following her. Uh, And she ended up having a breakdown in a very public way. And 13 years later, she's still paying for that rough time in her life. Uh, Ronan Farrow recently wrote a piece for The New Yorker examining the conservatorship. This is believed to be a shadow uh, campaign to help Britney be released from uh, the conservatorship. Uh, As of press time, we are still looking into who is helping her and more about her Uh, impending retirement and how that's going to happen. Later on in this week, we will come back with another news episode where I will hopefully have more details for you. But for right now, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I am back. And Bill Cosby is a free man as of press time. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled prosecutorial misconduct as the reason for uh, their decision to overturn his uh, 2018 conviction. Cosby had been spending, uh, uh, he had been sentenced to prison for three to ten years uh, for drugging and raping a woman. However, a previous prosecutor 
had made a deal with him that if he testified in a civil case, that cannot, that evidence could not be used against him, and no charges would be filed uh, against him. There's a little bit of controversy here because uh, a lot of people are wondering why this wasn't used as a defense, and other people are saying it was, it was raised, but uh, dismissed by the trial judge. So, um, you can take your, your side with that. Um, it also appears as though Mr. Cosby uh, cannot be retried because of this uh, deal that was made early on. However, prosecutors and other court officials have specifically said that this was not, uh, that his conviction was not overturned based on actual evidence or an indication of his innocence. It is strictly a matter uh, of a technicality uh, that saved him from spending any more time behind bars. Uh, Most of you will recall just a few weeks ago, uh, Bill Cosby was up for parole. But it was denied because he refused uh, to register as a sex offender uh, or get any counseling for that because he does not feel he did anything wrong. <clears throat> he has uh, been very public, stating that he does not... Uh, believe that a miscarriage of justice was had here other than him having to spend time behind bars for something that he is innocent of. But when you read the transcripts uh, and you read uh, his statements, he clearly said that he dropped a qualude into the woman's drink and then had sex with her while she was unconscious. Sounds like rape to me. Um, you know, it, it, the, I I just don't understand where he's coming from here, to be honest. Uh, of course, Hollywood has come out against Bill Cosby. Uh, any chance that he had uh, to resurrect his career uh, seems to be uh, gone. Uh, There are whispers uh, around uh, the Pennsylvania courthouse that part of the reason why the judges overturned the conviction uh, using this technicality uh, is because of the parole board hearing. Uh, Mr. Cosby is legally blind uh, and is said to have dementia. Uh, with very, very little time left. And since he had already served uh, nearly his term, the judges, or the justices rather, felt confident uh, that the backlash would not be too severe. However, uh, there does seem to be some, uh, there, there does seem to be some political fallout 
uh, gaining steam here. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, the United States Supreme Court uh, justices are appointed. However, state Supreme Courts, uh, in most cases, are elected. And what I'm hearing from people in uh, Pennsylvania, friends and uh, sources, is that uh, there's a feeling of unhappiness and uh, uh, unease about the chilling effect that this could have on other cases uh, stemming from the Me Too movement, including Harvey Weinstein. As of press time, uh, there does not seem to be much movement or much uh, traction for Mr. Weinstein to be released. And the fallout from Cosby's release is not limited to Mr. Cosby himself, but it, it also extends to his TV wife, Felicia Rashad. As the news broke on Thursday, Ms. Rashad tweeted, Finally, uh, I should have quoted the tweet. Basically, she said, finally, an injustice is righted and uh, an innocent man is walking free. She was quickly slammed, uh, not only by Hollywood, but several women's rights activists. And the school she works for, Howard University. <clears throat> Mr. Shroud, I quickly deleted the tweet and posted another one saying that she stands with all victims of sexual abuse. But it was not enough to quell the growing controversy around her. And in fact, over the weekend, Howard University... Uh, punished her. Uh, They released a statement saying that they stand with sexual assault victims and that they were not pleased with Ms. Rashad's insensitive comments. She is to undergo uh, sensitivity training uh, and sit with survivors of sexual assault. Uh, Something that she has happily accepted uh, and does not seem to be bitter about having to do. But it is said, according to our sources, that it has put a very big strain on the friendship Felicia Rashad and Bill Cosby have. Publicly, Bill Cosby has stood up in support of uh, his former co-star, saying that she was being canceled and that her First Amendment rights were being trampled on. What Mr. Cosby does not seem to understand is Howard University is a private business and the First Amendment does not extend to people, uh, uh, it does not extend to allowing people to have a career in their chosen field if they say something that is controversial. All the First Amendment does is allow you to say things and the government, government cannot punish you. This is a lesson that a lot of people need to learn. <laughs> I mean, come on. It, it seems very... 
it seems very obvious. Uh, and yet, we still have people saying things like, oh, this violates my First Amendment right. No, it doesn't. You cannot say what, whatever you want with, with impunity. Uh, Howard University is a public business uh, that does not receive, uh, I don't believe it receives taxpayer funds. Uh, they have every right to to punish or ask for someone to undergo training if they say something that goes against the company's standards. Anchor could do that to me, or Spotify, rather, I'm sorry. Spotify could tell me I have to undergo sensitivity training if, you know, if, if I say something that's out of line. Thankfully, they don't, but they could. Um, that's just the way it is. Um, Ms. Rashad should have thought about what she was tweeting before she tweeted it. Uh, and, and that's just, that's just the truth. Um, and just because Mr. Cosby cannot be, uh, retried for this, uh, for this attack, uh, I'm hearing that there are other states and other places that are gearing up to take him to trial, uh, for attacks that he, uh, for attacks that he's alleged to have done on other women. Of course, we're going to stay on top of this story, but for right now, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. And in any other week, this would have been the top story. In any other week, this would have been the biggest story around. But of course, uh, (laughs) the headlines decided to do something different and... And give us uh, some other story. So, here we are. Um, but if you're a Supernatural fan, I just want to warn you, you are going to hear things that you do not want to hear. I understand that this might upset you, uh, but please know that I have verified every inch of this story uh, to the nth degree. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jared... Padalecki and Jensen Ackles had a falling out, which is what actually ended up leading to them deciding that uh, season 15 of Supernatural would be the end. Uh, As most of you know, uh, they had been really good friends um, for a a long uh, stretch of the time that the show was on the air. Uh, But Jared started getting really upset uh, with Jensen um, first because Jensen asked for a reduction in the number of episodes that they had to do every single week. Or every single season, rather. Uh, the typical season was, uh, is 22 to 24 episodes. Jensen started asking for 16 to 18. Which is a pretty big chunk of, of the season, and... Uh, Jared felt like he was taking money out of um, everyone's pockets by his demands. <sighs> and so during season 14, things really came to a boil. 
uh, for the two men. Uh, one of the biggest uh, things that they were fighting about was Jensen's uh, production company. Jensen wanted to uh, be part of any Supernatural spinoff, uh, making sure that he would get some of the lucrative money from the back end. Jared didn't think that was necessarily fair. And, uh, you know, wanted to form his own production company and also get some of the back end. And there was a little bit of tension with that because Jensen accused Jared of stealing his idea. Which, if we're being honest here, neither one of them <laughs> really came up with this idea. Uh, this has been around since Lu Lucille Ball. So, I mean, let's give credit where credit is due here. <laughs> um, so, a lot of you will remember uh, there was a spinoff in the works that everyone really loved called the Westward Sisters. Uh, it seemed to be gaining steam and uh, seemed destined to get a green light and be paired with Supernatural. Well, Jensen didn't like it because it was created before his production company and that he was not allowed to attach his company to it. So he did everything in his power, including talking to the bosses over at CW to get the spinoff killed. <clears throat> this hurt Jared because Jared had wanted uh, the Westward Sisters to be paired with Supernatural in the, in the hopes that ratings for both would uh, be really good and uh, help the longevity of Supernatural. When, with their contracts coming up, uh, both both of the men decided that they needed to go their separate ways because all of the infighting and all of you know all of that kind of good stuff was just getting to both of them. Uh, Jensen publicly stated that he just he needed time away uh, from uh, from the character of Dean, and you know he wanted to spread his wings as an actor. However. What he really meant to say was he wanted to launch a spinoff and completely cut Jared out of it. Now, last, as, as soon as that news broke, Jared let them know, let, let the public know that he was not thrilled with this idea because he had been completely cut out and not even talked to about it. <clears throat> um... Initially, Jared wasn't going to say anything because he worried about the syndication of Supernatural and uh, the money that that brings in. However, with his show Walker uh, doing fairly well, he is no longer concerned about the syndication of Supernatural and, in fact, wants to completely forget that he ever worked beside uh, Jensen Ackles. Uh, he has said that he will, even if he's invited, he will never appear on uh, the new spinoff of Supernatural, uh, if it even comes to fruition. <clears throat> Word is that he is doing a low-key 
uh, campaign to make sure that Jensen doesn't get what he wants. Uh, and that this show never takes off uh, past the pilot stage. <clears throat> the CW had asked if he would be willing to have Jensen Ackles appear on Walker uh, if, you know, if, if they're getting a good role or uh, if the show needed it. Jared said absolutely not. Now, I know a lot of people, that's a lot of information to, to digest in, in a very little amount of time, comparatively speaking, uh, but there's more. <laughs> so as I said, uh, the friendship between the two had been going downhill for, for quite a while. They had, um, they had, uh, been, they had been, uh, putting on appearances, but eventually, instead of promoting the show together, uh, they started doing separate, uh, promos. Uh, and when, when one was on the West Coast, the other was usually on the East Coast to make sure, uh, that, uh, there was no chance of them crossing. Uh, when they were on set together, things were tense. Uh, having never watched the show, I've been told, uh, by several people that, uh, particularly in seasons 12, 13, 14, and 15... You can definitely tell that there's a difference uh, in their attitudes towards one another. Now, what all that will mean ultimately is this. Any hopes that people had for a reboot or a sequel series is probably gone. Um, and I say that because, uh, according to our sources, any reboot or or spin-off or um or or sequel series would uh Jensen is going to require them to uh attach his production company to it. Jared will not work for Jensen and it is very unlikely that both stars would get their production companies attached unless both were putting up a lot of money. And unless they could come to an uh, to an agreement uh, to to be friendly with one another, now there is a small sliver of hope. After the controversy blew up, um, Jensen has really laid low, uh, but after Jensen blew up the controversy. Uh, he, he did kind of back down and said, you know, whatever. But again, that's when he started his, uh, campaign in the background to make sure that the show never gets off the ground. And he is tightening his grip on Walker to make sure that any talk of Jensen Ackles appearing on the show is quashed immediately and 
my LA source has indicated that if Jensen starts to play too rough, Jared has an ace up his sleeve. Uh, and that he's not going to be afraid to use uh, to destroy his former friend. Um, the LA source wouldn't tell me what it was quite yet, uh, but he said that there is definitely proof of, of, of this, and Jared is not afraid to go against an NDA. So whatever, whatever Jared has has to be explosively good. And I'm going to work my LA source until he tells me what it is. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a break now. I'll be right back. And I am back. Uh, and James Franco was canceled or went away after several people came came out with sexual abuse allegations. Uh, one of his accusers was also a short-term girlfriend of his. Uh, She claimed that on one of their first dates, they were driving around and he forced her head down into his lap and forced her to give him oral sex. She stayed for... uh, They stayed together for three or four months after that, uh, with hookups happening for two months after the breakup. Another another accuser said that he used his former acting school as a hookup site for him and his buddies. Uh, she alleged that he would force uh, the students to get naked and sign NDAs, uh, stopping them from revealing what was happening in the school. After the students were naked... They would be forced to have sex with one another and with James and whoever uh, happened to be in the uh, class with them. Uh, She did not name any other A-list celebrities, although multiple sources have told me that Seth Rogen, uh, uh, Dave Franco, among others, were involved in this. Uh, And... (coughs) I've also have it on good authority that it was not just women that he, uh, it was not just women that he was going after. It was also men. Uh, of course, James Franco was openly bisexual, um, <clears throat> so it's not necessarily surprising that uh, he went for both men and women. Uh, However, in one of his last interviews, he was asked about the accusations, and all he said was that everyone deserved to have uh, their their time to speak, and that he would speak after everyone was done talking. He lost, uh, a lot of people believe he lost out on the Oscar for the Disaster Artist uh, for Best Actor. Uh, they also believe that he lost... Uh, a lot of work that was coming his way. Uh, remember, this was... He was at the height of his fame uh, and, and everything when this happened. Uh, so he lost out on opportunities. Uh, word, word around uh, Marvel is that he was set to play a key pl- 
uh, a, a key character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Although, I'm not being told what role he was actually going to be playing. Uh, HBO canceled his show, The Deuce. Uh, however, there's there, there are some conflicting reports with that. Uh, I have heard both that he... I have heard both that uh, the Deuce was always planned to be a three-season arc, and so therefore the uh, with the third season it was already going to be the final season. I know other people have said no; they actually had a fourth season planned, uh, but they couldn't go on without James Franco because he was the one who got the show greenlit in the first place. So. After being away for uh, just about a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer, uh, James Franco has started to reemerge, hoping for a comeback. He has settled the uh, the lawsuit against his acting school for two point two million dollars, and he is looking to get a really splashy role uh, to put him back in as a contender for awards and whatnot. However, he might want to take a seat and, and hold on just a minute, because I'm hearing that the allegations against him are not as finished as one would have thought. According to multiple sources, uh, one in New York, one in Los Angeles, uh, as well as uh, a CBS Viacom source and a source within ABC Disney, uh, I'm hearing that someone is shopping their story about another incident uh, with someone who allegedly dated James Franco uh, and experienced sexual assault. Uh, I'm using they and being very vague about uh, the identity of the accuser because they have not come out yet and made their allegations or their story public. Uh, however, I will say that it fits the the story that I've been told, uh, again, by multiple people uh, with, who are in the know. Uh, it, it fits James Franco's M.O. Essentially, this person uh, went out on a date with James. Uh, things went well. They went back and uh, had sex. James invited the person to spend the night with him, and the person woke up to being, uh, to uh, someone else having sex with them, while James stood over and um, pleasured himself uh, with the end result being splashed across the person's face. Uh, the other person has not been identified as of yet. Uh, but this person uh, has said that there is proof and that this happened more than one time. Uh, that it became, when, it, when, he, when they complained about what was happening to James, he implicitly told them, that if they wanted to continue dating, 
they would have to get used to multiple people fucking them. <clears throat> and when he said, when, when the person said, uh, no, that he was not okay, when they were not okay with that, James said, well, there's the door. You can leave. He was not very kind when it came to that. And just for the record, you, if you've heard me kind of trip up and, and say he, that's not necessarily an indication that I'm talking about uh, the person, uh, the victim here. Um, I'm reading my notes and my brain is getting ahead of my, uh, getting ahead of me, my mouth. Um, see, I just did it again. Me mouth. <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to clear that up. Uh, if you hear me stuttering and saying he, it's not necessarily an indication that the victim is male. It's just my brain uh, going faster than my mouth here. Um, so in any case, uh, the victim was went to leave and James pulled off his pants and asked for head one last time. Uh, they continued to hook up for uh, between three and four months after their initial rush of dating. Uh, and when James started acting gentlemanly again, they approached the subject of possibly uh, reconciling and dating as long as it didn't involve having to sleep with other people. James did not agree to this. He said one of the reasons why he's so popular in Hollywood is that he shares his sexual partners with others. And that's just the way it is. Uh, that was the last time they saw one another. Uh, they have not been in contact since. Uh, the person did try to reach out to James, but apparently he has changed his number uh, because the uh, allegedly the person wants wanted to give James a heads up that the, the story was going to be told. And what I will say here is, um, I have seen enough proof that this person was in contact with James to believe. Uh, my my LA source provided me with with evidence. Uh, my New York source was able to uh, show me uh, enough evidence that uh, I'm fairly content uh, with bringing this story to you. But I'm going to take a break, and coming up next, Will and I take a victory lap. I'll be right back. And I am back. So, for two years, I have been telling you the ABC execs have been wanting to fire Megan McCain. And for two years, I have heard how wrong I was. And yet, on Thursday, Megan McCain announced she is leaving The View. And if you watch the announcement, which I, I promise you, go Google it. Watch it on YouTube. It is 
it, it warms my heart every single time I watch it. <laughs> um, I, and I'm only half joking about that, by the way. Uh, there is a real part of me that does truly, uh, it does truly love the fact that she's leaving. Uh, now I know a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, they're silencing the conservative voice or whatever. No, they're not. Uh, you know, they're, first of all, they're not required to have a conservative voice on any show any more than Fox News is required to have a liberal voice. <laughs> and if you watch your show, if you watch any show on Fox, there's no liberals. If they're lucky, if, if we're lucky, Pete Buzic gets to show up. But that's usually only as a guest and only if they think they can turn it into a way to trash President Biden. Um, because, you know, that's Fox's favorite thing to do. Well, that and encourage insurrectionists, but, you know, tomato, tomato. In any case, getting back to Meghan McCain, as I have been telling you for the last two years, she was fired. Now, I don't care that she's telling people that she made the choice to leave. Every single co-host who has left, with the exception of Rosie O'Donnell has said that they chose to leave when, in fact, they were fired. If you listen to Joy Behar, and she talks about the season uh, that she wasn't on, and she has finally come around to admit that she was let go and then asked back. So, a few things are happening here. First and foremost... The late June fight with Whoopi Goldberg on air was the last straw. Kimberly Goodwin, uh, who is the new ABC News president, had already spoken to had already spoken to uh, everyone and informed them that. They were to be on their best behavior. You know, she didn't want any more of those kind of insults or uh, any more of that kind of fighting. Uh, And when Megan took it up a notch, she signed her own pink slip. So why is she getting away with saying that she, she decided to leave? Because that's ABC's MO. <clears throat> if you if you truly look at everyone, uh, the only other person besides Rosie who I believe actually quit of their own accord, uh, even if that is uh, semi-debatable, uh, would be Barbara Walters. Um, but... The the reason why Megan is saying that she quit uh, and decided, and by the way, word for word, I told you what she was going to say. 
uh, that she wanted to spend more time with her daughter. She, they didn't want to do the commute. <clears throat> um, I told you all of that back in February that that's how this was going to go down. Uh, and yes, this is a victory lap. You can hear Will in the background popping the champagne uh, because we are so proud of this story. Uh, you, you know, despite... And there have been times when Will has even asked me, like, are you sure about this? Because we keep saying it and it never comes to fruition. I was so positive in the sources. Um, and I don't blame anyone for questioning me. I don't blame Will for asking me if I was sure about it because... It surely did seem as if uh, we were just going to get into a repeat of, well, maybe this is happening, maybe it's not. Um, but I had been hearing sources, uh, my sources had been telling me, and it was just really picking up steam across a, a variety of places that she was leaving So what finally ended up happening was she was essentially told you could resign on air or we're going to publicly fire you. And of course Megan wants to save face because she still wants to land another lucrative gig. This has nothing to do with her not wanting to be in Manhattan. This has nothing to do with her not wanting to be on TV. And it has everything to do with her wanting to control the situation. Now, her people are leaking left and right that the talk is after her or that she might launch her own talk show. That's not going to happen. If if she does launch her own show, it'll be on a news network, uh, likely Fox, OAN, or Newsmax. And it will not be a high-profile spot. And she's not going to get away with using, well, John McCain is my father. Particularly with uh, OAN and Newsmax, because... John McCain's not exactly hailed as a hero on those networks. With Fox, you might be able to get away with it a little bit more. Uh, So, there's also something else um, that I told you was going to happen. But it's also... It's a little bit interesting to me because uh, it's not something that was necessarily predicted. So, she made the announcement last Thursday, uh, which was June... I'm sorry, July 1st. And then the show was a repeat on Friday, which was a little bit odd, to be honest, because... Generally speaking, uh, Fridays, they'll close out the week with a new episode if they've been new all week. Uh, but then they've also been in repeats all this week. Now, why is that odd? Uh, 
it's odd because this is July Speeps, one of the periods where ad rates are set. So I'm being told that the decision was made early. The decision was made early enough that uh, they were able to um, schedule a week of repeats. Uh, but the initial plan was for for them only to have a long weekend, uh, and all the co-hosts were going to be back. Um, but with Megan's announcement, uh, in, in the brass at ABC News knew in advance, so, uh, they worked it out. Uh, they also worked it out for repeats as kind of one last FU to Megan McCain, because she's not getting a salary this week. Um, now, a couple of people have admitted that, uh, it, it, there could be vacation time or some other... Uh, you know, a payout for her leaving. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the other co-hosts obviously are very secure in their job. Uh, and Wendy Williams just corrected herself when she said that uh, Sarah Haynes was leaving. Uh, to my knowledge, no other co-host is leaving or been asked to leave. Uh, everyone except for Megan is expected back. Uh, we're gonna get into who will replace Megan McCain in another uh, at another time in another segment because at this time we don't know. <clears throat> um, but it was asked of me to point out to you that Megan McCain signed a six-year pact. Meaning she still had at least two more years on her contract. You don't get to quit when you sign a contract like that. Um, and that's kind of how you can tell that she's not being completely truthful with what happens. You, that's how you can tell that she uh, is doing spin. But she's not very good at it. Uh, which might be actually a compliment. It might be the nicest thing I've ever said about Megan McCain. <laughs> but with, with all that said, for those of you who have stuck by us for the last two years, thank you. I know it's been a pain in the ass listening to every single Megan McCain segment, the, every single Megan McCain or The View Deep Dive. Where I kept saying she's she's going to be let go. She's going to be let go. This I feel is, <laughs> um, at least in part, a victory lap for Will and I. Uh, we did it. We broke the story before everyone else. We've been com- consistently on top of it, razor's edge. Um, and. You know, at the end of the day, we're going to continue to be uh, following uh, this and any other story that we believe to be true, uh, even if it takes a while to hit the mainstream media. All right, that's going to do it for me. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.